Hi, welcome to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we're going to have a conversation today about the show. You know the show is a money show. We have our book, Wealth by Design, which is actually the birth of this entire you know, production. Uh, but what I want to talk to you a little bit about this, because I've been hearing feedback that people want to know more about the financial planning aspect of what we need to think about for our future. So first question, what is different about retirement today versus 20 or 30 years ago? Gosh, we can only imagine this. On one of our tips during the week, we actually talked about inflation. And the average inflation is 3.32% over a 20-year period. That means over that 20-year period that the cost of you know, goods, services, homes, cars, whatever, you, whatever have you, will double every 20 years. So think about this. You know, 20 years ago, I didn't need as much. 30 years ago, I really didn't need as much. But can you imagine and fast forward and go into 20 years in the future or 30 years in the future and think about those long retirements that we're all planning to have? Uh, it's not just a 20-year retirement anymore. It's, it's something like a 35, 45-year retirement. And do we have enough money to actually outpace inflation so that we don't feel like we're going backwards, but we're actually surviving and going forwards and enjoying life the way we designed it to be? Um, what should uh, what should you do since pensions and Social Security are really not that dependable? Um, can Social Security be reduced? They're kind of talking about these things today. Are pensions as readily available to the average uh, worker out there anymore today? Uh, very few pensions left. Uh, in the state of California, we have two major pensions, CalPERS and CalSTRS, and it's the two largest pensions in the United States. But now for younger employers coming, employees coming into that system, uh, they're really not offering the same benefits with that pension plan, and they may very well not do that anymore. You know, to think about in the future, what are we going to do? We're responsible for our own retirements. So what retirement plan do they have for you at your work? Or if you're a business owner, what kind of a retirement plan are you going to put together? Uh, you got to think about these things, you know, the, all of these items today, because if you wait too long uh, to figure this out, you're going to be in a place where, gosh, I'm surprised. Uh, I want to retire by the time I'm 50, by the time I'm 55, by the time I'm 62, by the time I'm 70. Well, will I have enough money to survive me all the way out to age 100? And you might be thinking, I'm not going to live to age 100. But you're going to be really surprised if you do and you don't have the money to support what you want to happen, uh, especially if there's a health event. We do talk about health events all the time. So we're going to need to have a whole lot more money in positions saved so that we can create our own pension-like income. And that's going to come from our 401ks. It's going to come from our IRAs. It's going to come from you know, simpler SEP IRAs, or it's going to come from 403Bs or TSPs or TSAs. And all those things kind of, you know, uh, pull together, but what do we do with that money? Uh, the biggest mistake that I see people do is they'll have a big bucket of money over here in this account, and then all of a sudden they'll start to pull dollars from it, right? But it's not enough to sustain them. And the average retiree today has about enough money for seven years. That is a little scary. So if we are in charge of our own retirement future, what are we doing today to make sure that we can survive that 20 years or that 30 years or that 40 or 45 years uh, without feeling like we're penniless and homeless and maybe Social Security won't be what it promised to be or that pension might be reduced because uh, these, uh, these liabilities that these pension companies have, which they call it an underfunded liability, companies are coming back to their people that have already retired and they're saying, I'm sorry, we can't continue to pay you at that rate anymore. We're going to reduce your benefit by 50%. Well, if inflation's doubling every 20 years and they start to reduce your income by 50%, how are you going to survive? 
this is where we become dependent on our children. We don't want to do that. Uh, we, we get dependent upon social services and uh, if we're part of that one to two percent of the independently wealthy people, we're fine. But if you're the average consumer out there trying to make business happen for you, trying to make life happen for you, it's time to start taking this a little bit more serious. You need guaranteed income sources and they might not be coming from social security or the pension that maybe once uh, was alive at that employer that you work for. You've got to start taking uh, charge of your own personal situation and create something like a uh, pension-like income and do something in the private world. Do a private pension. Do, you know, look at all these different pieces that are available to you. What does this all mean? Uh, do I have enough income while I'm married or do I have enough income when my spouse dies because the average uh, widow or widower, they're having a 50%, 54% drop in income when their spouse passes. That is a scary statistic. So again, you know, how should we uh, prepare for retirement? It's time to start now. If you're in your 20s, gosh, it's a great way to start saving now. You don't have the responsibilities that you will when you're in your 30s more than likely. And then when you get into your 40s, boy, you start to see, you know, the future is imminent, right? But at the same time, we're still trying to raise our children between our 30s and 40s. We get to our 50s and it's kind of like, okay, you know, retirement is really on the horizon. I gotta get a little bit more serious about it. When's the best time to start? The best time to start is today. Don't wait, don't hesitate, don't procrastinate. This is the time for you to take charge, take action, and create your own wealth for your future because no one's gonna do it for you. Well, with that said, we have a great interview um, that we're gonna be showing on the show today. And uh, his name is Ricky. I'm gonna have him tell you his story, but it's been a pleasure to have him on the show. And I'm so glad that you're gonna be tuning in to, to listen to him, so stay tuned. Hi, welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and today's guest is going to be someone that has a voice to become an entrepreneur and actually take his dreams to another level where he didn't think he could go before. So I'm going to let Ricky tell you his story, but this is Mr. Ricky Zollinger, and we are so happy to have you as a guest on the show today. Hi, thank you very much for having me on. Yes, yes. So I wanted to go into a little bit more detail with you about one of your greatest achievements, and it's kind of your story that brought you to the place that you are today. Do you mind sharing? Yeah, of course. Um, so a little about me is uh, I, I worked for full time for a company, for a production company, okay. um, a really cool food publication where I learned a lot of my skills. But um, for a long time, I kind of thought working for someone else and being a part of a system like that was, uh, was where I was destined to be. Um, I knew that I kind of had something more, something greater in me, but I was kind of too scared to let those thoughts take over, um, which I know a lot of people deal with in talking to people. But um, eventually the the feeling, the overwhelming feeling that I needed to do something for myself got big enough to where I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. You know, I'm going to I'm going to loosely plan for a couple of, uh, of months, you start to build some clients on the side and then I'm just going to go for it. Um, and I made that leap earlier this year. I think it was in March and I haven't looked back. It's been great. Um, yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting because in your world, tell me a little bit about the work that you do now versus what you were doing before. Yeah. So they're actually pretty similar. And I think that's kind of funny because even though I knew I wanted to go out on my own, mm -hmm. looking back on it, I knew that I needed to go there to acquire all these skills that I needed. Right. <laughs> sure. um, so what I did was I worked for a food media publication where I was a videographer, producer, editor, writer, all of, all of the like uh, quintessential uh, production skills. And so I got really, really good at what I was doing there. And I essentially just repurposed that to social media for, uh, for like marketing purposes and content creation purposes and social media management. 
And I just repurposed the skills and was like, hey guys, I know how to make really good content. I know how to get eyes on your, uh, on your brand. So let's start working together. And right when I uh, quit my job, I ended up finding three clients who wanted to work with me right off the bat. And that was just mm. like a perfect base. And so I run all their social media uh, content and I make, or I run all their social accounts rather. And then I uh, also create all their content for them on a monthly basis. That's great. So how many clients do you have now versus when you first started with three? Uh, when I first started with, th I had three and now I have about six. Okay. So I have six uh, reoccurring and then I have about maybe three or four that I, I work with here and there. So what do you think is your unique skill set and why people want to come to you and you've kind of doubled your, your clientele at this point from when you started earlier this year? You know, it's funny. I think my you, the most unique thing about me is I'm fun to work with. I think people, I think I when I go into a set, when I go into a shoot, I make sure everyone's having a great time. Um, and I think that makes, you know, that makes everything easier for everyone. But on on the top of that, I actually know what I'm doing very well when it comes to term when it comes to creating content mm -hmm. and what people want to see because when I was working with that food media publication, a lot of my skills were uh, seeing what was happening within the social platforms and uh, anticipating the next the next wave of like what's going to be. Wow, I'm, I'm struggling to say this. Like, what's going to be the next? Um, like, what's going to go viral next? Essentially. Okay. So I was studying patterns of like, okay, this is happening now. This is where I think it's going. Mm -hmm. uh, let's start doing where I. Th let's start creating where I think it's going. Let's go there. So I've been able to do that, and that kind of keeps me ahead of the curve. If that makes sense. Well, I think that's actually a great comment to bring up because no one really knows what's coming next, and this innovation is changing each and every day. So how are you keeping up on this knowledge for more social media awareness for your clients and for their brand? Yeah, I think it's a little bit about a little bit of both of what you said and what I said. You know, it's tough. It's always changing. Um, but if you know where you're at within the market and you can, you essentially become the thought leader. You make the adjustments you want to see and watch everyone else follow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the, the main thing you can do. Okay, okay. Well, today it's about a conversation about money. Uh, I yeah. think what you had answered to me before was that uh, you have a different relationship with money today than you did, whether it was six months ago or whether it was two years ago. So, so tell us a little bit about that story about how you actually feel like you have a better relationship with money today. Yeah. So right now, you know, as I work for myself, um, any entrepreneur can tell you it can be kind of scary to work for yourself because you're, you're responsible for making all your money. You don't go to work every day and earn a paycheck. It's a little different. And you know, I had to learn that the hard way. I, I knew it was coming when I quit my job, but then, but then once I quit, I started, you know, getting into all this self-help space and started reading and listening to podcasts and doing as much as I can. And the more I, I did that, the more I came across the idea of like this scarcity mindset that I wasn't even, I wasn't even sure that I was doing it. I was like, oh, but once they described it, I was like, yeah, I am scared of like money and in a weird way, scared of making money. And, and like, I am scared, like, I'm not sure how much money can actually come my way, but the quicker that I was able to release myself of that, or at least work towards it, because it's not something you could just do overnight. Um, the more money that comes my way, the more that I'm just like, you know, if I need something for business, buy it. If I need something in my personal life, buy it. Don't sit and be like, well, what if I can't afford it? Or what if I can't afford this next month? Mm -hmm. The more I just like dive into the things that I know will help, the more money I make. So I it's kind of a crazy, unique energy circle that seems sure. to happen, but it's amazing. Well, I think that's what I want to get out of our conversation today because there's so many people listening today and I think that's their biggest concern is the scarcity of money and not being able to kind of uh, accomplish their dreams because they're worried about not being able to maybe survive that next week or that next month or, or gosh, I can never get to this place. But I think once your dreams get bigger, you can actually accomplish so much more. 
So I love the fact that you say. And on the bigger, on the bigger dreams things, like when you're visualizing bigger dreams, you kind of need, you're going to need more weapons around you, right? Like you're going to need more things that you have for the future than you'll have now. And I think once you start to understand that and just start diving into the things that you will need for the future, you know, the world, the energy, whatever you believe in, it'll start to reward you. When did you come to that realization that you needed to just go and take that leap of faith? Um, you know, it was a slow process uh, because as I was leaving my old job, I was listening to like one one podcast that was talking about business and life. And I was like, this is cool. And then as I actually quit, I like dove into two and, or then like three or four. And so I was kind of listening to all these sources of like, this is how you do it. This is kind of how you build success, both mentally and, and financially. And it's not it's not like a process that happens like this. It's like um, something I became very familiar with is like neuropathways, right? So the way the brain works and the way the brain synthesizes information and how we kind of react in a in a beha- in a um, in a habit based format. So things happen to us. We go back to something we already know, and that's what we like. That's what we focus on. So once I was able to take that, I was like, okay. So like. You know, I had a bad conversation with the client. Man, I'll never be rich. Like, I'll never be wealthy. I'll never like get yeah. to where I want to be. The second that that's, I became aware of that, mm-hmm. and I was able to shift that. I was like, no, I had a bad conversation. It's not the end of my business. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of my life, and I'll be able to make more money and more wealth for myself. Uh, getting aware of that, and then putting that new mentality in place, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is something I'll probably always be working on, right? But putting that new, being more, being more automatic with that thought. Um, was the first thing that really, really opened my eyes to this. Because as soon as I did that, everything, I was like clearly now, like a shift, like, oh, wow, okay, this can be a whole new world for me. Well, I think that shift is a big, a big success, not only for you, but so many other people out there when they actually finally take that leap. Not everyone can do it. But when you become mindful, when you become mindful of those situations, when they actually speak to you and say, oh, I've got to be aware that this is happening. I got to change it. And it's all about changing your language. It's changing the way you think. Was there any one particular person that you were listening to or reading or watching that really kind of made a difference for you? Was there any one? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I can't give one credit without giving the other. Can I give two? Sure. Okay. So the first one, the first podcast I got on was Andy Frisella. His na- his, uh, he's the founder of a supplement company called First Form. Um, and then the second one I got onto was uh, Ed Milet. And then after doing more digging, I realized that they were partners in their own company. And I was like, oh. it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so one of them is, is MF CEO Project. So he's the like MF and CEO of his life. And so he just kind of like gives it to people straight. Like this is how this is how to change. And he's very in your face and like, like this is how you got to do it. Like I don't care. Your, I don't I don't care about your excuses. This is how we do it. And then the other guy, it's so funny. They're like so opposite. It's like super loving. He's like, I get it, guys. I get it. It's tough, but this is how we change. But they have some of the best guests I've ever heard ever. And then like I, I follow all the other people's podcasts too. So it's like super fun. <laughs> so those two guys um, really, really help me out. Well, I think that's incredible because we all need mentors in our life, even if we're just watching them or listening to them or reading from yeah. them, right? Uh, I think yeah. that's a big part of our successes and our stories. And, you know, when I talk to people that are just as excited or ambitious as you are right now, you know, don't, don't, don't let it stop because it becomes infectious for other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, my favorite saying is, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. It has to be fun. I, oh, my gosh. I completely agree. Like, why do anything <laughs> if it's not fun? Like, right. I understand pushing through some stuff, but the general basis of what you're doing, you should like it. You should be, uh, you should be energized by it. 
Is there anything you want to mention to the listeners right now that you think would be a big impact for them that you'd love to get out of this conversation today? Change your habits, you can change your whole life. Okay. Um, habits are everything. And that's something that I've been diving into this year as well. Um, just reading, I read two books about habits by Charles Duhigg, uh, amazing. And he just kind of like, he lays it out there for you. He's like, look, habits are in charge of everything that you do. It's just, you don't, you're not really aware of it. Like 95% of our thoughts are automatic. Only 5% were actually controlled. So the minute you start to become aware of the things that, uh, that things that are taking place in your mind automatically, usually for the negative, unfortunately, um, the minute you become aware of that, you can, you can change a lot, but awareness is key. That's the thing I've been preaching. Oh, good, good. No, I'm so glad to have you on the show. I think it's great. I think it's refreshing. Uh, you know, I hope that you'll come back and, and tell us how your successes are in another six months. It would be great to have you. Um, with all that, with all that, you know, with, with Ricky being here on the show, which I think is so great, one of the things that I got out of this conversation is, uh, you know, change your thoughts, change your beliefs, change your attitude, it'll change your life. And for us, since we're talking about money all the time, to create success, to create a better future, a better life, it's a respect for money too and what it can do for us. But that scarcity mindset, that will always hinder you and hinder your success. So again, if you can actually break away from that scarcity mindset, start to change your thought process, start to change your language, you're gonna be a bigger success than you've ever dreamed possible. So again, Ricky, thank you so much for being part of the show, it's a joy, thank you. And again, I'm sure that there's so many more people out there that have questions or uh, comments or things like this that they'd wanna ask Ricky or even myself. Uh, we've had many coaches and many mentors over, over my career. Uh, you know, now you can actually find your mentors and coaches actually out there as thought leaders um, at social media, on, on podcasts, all those different areas. So uh, again, it's, it's so, such a wonderful thing to see someone successful doing it, believing in it, and making it happen. So I hope you're making it happen too. If you have any questions, give us a, a call at 619-640-2622 or email us at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S Dawson.com. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.